Alrighty, welcome back to episode 5 of Beast Coast Radio. Today is November 10th. It is a Wednesday, as it always is. Um, yeah, uh, whew, today might be a long one. I don't really feel like, uh, I don't feel like doing what I have to actually do. I probably shouldn't have even made a podcast today, um, uh, yeah, I just have a bunch of fucking homework, friggin' homework, I was just rated clean by Apple Podcasts, sorry, um, yeah, I have a bunch of, bunch of homework, and stuff that none of you guys care about, all zero of you, um, yeah, and I got an exam that I don't know shit about, that's, that's fun, um, so yeah, I think I would just sit here and talk about nothing for a little bit before I talk about the Bruins. Uh, what's going on? What's going on in the world of sports? Um, let's see. Well, first of all, big college football guy here. Go to Penn State. Um, and the college football playoff rankings dropped last night. Um, and to no one's surprise, Cincinnati is still being left out for whatever reason. Um, yeah. It, it's just it's just how it's always going to be for, you know, forever, I think. Um, doesn't make any sense to me. Cincinnati's actually, like, a really good team. They all, they almost lost last week, don't get me wrong. But, you know, good team fucking Alabama lost to unranked A&M, who was, like, coming off of, like, a terrible loss. Didn't make any sense. So, uh, that's some college football for you there. Also, got a little... Got a little bit of a problem with the rankings as well. They got uh, Auburn ranked number 17, Wisconsin ranked number 18th, and us unranked. But we beat both those teams, and I have, we have the same record as them. So, yin-yang. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Uh, Georgia's going to win the Natty this year. Uh, don't tell my buddy. Don't tell my buddy on Twitter. Um, don't know his Twitter username. His name is uh, And then, yeah, moving along. The Peas, the Pats, uh, the second biggest sports team in Boston, the New England Patriots, are looking pretty, pretty friggin' good. Um, they just won 24-6 against the Panthers. Sam Darnold was seeing, seeing ghosts. Ooh, ghosts. Um, yeah, it's kind of boring, honestly, for a football game. But like when it's the Pats, I can, wa- I can always watch the Pats, even if it's a boring football game. And what's his name? J.C. Jackson's fucking nasty. Matthew Judon's getting held every play, still getting sacks. He's got like what four games in a row with the sack. And uh, yeah, Mac Jones was once again a little uh, shaky. He had some good passes, but you know I think I don't think his stats were very good. Twelve for eighteen, hundred thirty-nine yards, touchdown, interception, eighty-five pass rating, lost fumble. Yeah, it's not that great. Um, this is you know good completion percentage. Got that tutty to Hunter Henry. Some good shit there. Rashad Stevenson is uh, playing pretty good. Um, yeah, over 100 yards, actually. Get that. Uh, yeah, is that Rashad? R- nope, not Rashad. Sorry. Uh, Ramondre <laughs> uh, Stevenson. Might be. Might be. That one's on me, fellas. Um, he was really good. Brandon Bolden. That's right. He was awesome. Damn, we have like a three... Damien Harris was the worst of the three backs. Hmm. Yeah. So, Peas, three in a row. Three in a row. Second best team in, you know, Boston right now. 
Second to the Ticks. Just kidding, guys. Ticks fucking stink right now. They played tonight actually against the Raptors. Uh, the Ticks did beat the Heat though, but um, yeah, I think if the Ticks want to be good, they gotta trade Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons straight up. That's just honest opinion there. <laughs> um, they need Ben Simmons. They need someone who can't shoot, but uh, can handle the ball really well. You know, that's what they need. It's not like they have anyone else on the team that can handle the ball really well. Who is nineteen? Uh, should I talk about the Bruins now? Have I droned on? Let's see. Um, what else is there? Uh, I think baseball awards come out. I, I don't necessarily care about any of those. Um, and I guess uh, next week Penn State plays Michigan, which, you know, we're probably just going to win and ruin Michigan's hope for playoffs. And if we don't, Ohio State will do that. Fuck Michigan. Um, but love Jim Harbaugh. Um, anyways, all right, let's move into the Bruins. Let's move into the Bruins. Uh, that was probably the worst podcasting I've ever done in my entire life. This is self-meditative, guys. I just got to get all this random bullshit spewing out of my mouth to keep me from thinking about, um, anything going on in my real life. So, let's jump right into it then. Ah, hopefully a perfect note to start on. The Bruins. They played three times since I last spoke to you guys. Oh. And <laughs> it's like I'm talking into your ear right now. Um, yeah, and they went 2-1. and 2-1, and one, pretty good. Uh, I think that loss to Toronto is definitely giving me a poor inflection because they weren't bad in the last three games, and they've won three of their last four. But Toronto, I wanted to beat Toronto. And I wanted Nick Ritchie to score a goal. None of those happened. So, um, yeah, let's jump right into it. Let's get that bias out of the way, that Nick Ritchie bias. Um, first game we played was a Thursday night game against Detroit Red Wings. The Wings were coming off a game on Wednesday night, and they stunk. Um, they they really did stink. Uh, yeah, the Bruins won 5-1. to one. Patrice Bergeron scored four goals. And, like, I think three of the goals, uh, I think their goalie Grice, let up three goals uh, from the low block. And it was like, what? Like, it was terrible. It was like, eventually, you thought he might save one of those from Bergeron. All, like, three bumper, like, you know, high slot goals, which, like, high slot's a great place to get a, uh, to get a puck. But you're not going to score every time. Like, Charlie Coyle against the um, Senators missed one, like, right out front. Like, and it's just, like, sometimes a goalie makes a good save. The, Grice just didn't make any big saves in this game. Which was nice, you know? Sometimes it's nice to just be, like, pleasantly surprised that a puck goes in. You know? The Bruins have had their fair share of shitty puck luck. I think I talked about it last pod. And it was nice to have this game. Three power play goals, all scored by Bergeron. Power play is right back on track. Um, yeah, that was just a great game overall. I didn't have a ton of notes about this game. It was fun to watch. Um... We all we only allowed fifteen shots on net, which I thought was really impressive. It just kind of showed you how like you know, the Red Wings did not show up to play in this game. Their one goal was scored in a five on three. Then we scored a shorty. Uh, Mike Riley's first as a Bruin. Right after that, it was uh, overall it was a really um, fun game to watch for a Bruins fan. Not a lot of excitement in terms of you know like it being a close game and all, but. Definitely fun to watch. Uh, expected goals 5v5. We beat them 2.08 to 0.88, which is like just pure domination at 5v5, essentially. And that's, you know, 
culminates down to only 15 shots. And that allowed, just defensively, they were not getting any chances. They didn't have a lot of zone time. So, there you go. That was it. A nice, easy one to wrap uh, to wrap up the week on Thursday last week. Then, moving on to Saturday. Prime time in Toronto. Where hockey was born. I think that's what they say. I don't know. The Hockey Hall of Fame is there. It's not that cool. I've been there. It was eh, kind of shitty. They can fit a lot of people into that um, into that stadium, though. Let's see what their attendance was, actually. Uh, yeah, see, I'm on Hockey Reference now instead of uh, ESPN. So they got a lot more shit to tell me. 19,000. I don't think TD Garden can even fit 19,000. It was loud to even start that game. Um, and fucking Marshawn was coming out crazy to start that game, too. You just knew off the, off rip that Marshawn was going to get a shitty penalty in this game. He just has these, like, games... You know, where it's kind of against a rival like the Maple Leafs, where he's just buzzing around. He lays kind of a cheap hit. He kind of like, you know, there was a play with like Morgan Riley where like, ooh, like he kind of ducked under him. Morgan Riley kind of fell. And it was like, and then, you know, no, no, it was, uh, he tried to like kind of duck under Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley uh, avoided him and he kind of fell. And it was like, ooh, like, was he going for a leg check there? All the Toronto Maple Leaf fans on Twitter thought so. I, it was debatable. He didn't hit a leg check, obviously, he missed. But, you know, you just knew he was buzzing around like that. Of course, he got a fucking shitty penalty later in the game, and it led to their two-goal lead. So let's get into it. Um, Started out good. Taylor Hall scored a goal. Uh, Power play scored again. That was really nice. Um, Yeah, it's real back. Like, the power play, it was, once again, just another bumper shot. And it's, like, kind of proved that we can do it against any team, you know? It was literally just, like, Marshawn, Marshawn Bergeron, shot and then this time Taylor Hall was just for some reason left on unmanned in front of the like they had that uh they were running the box the Maple Leafs I guess and they just decided hey let's just leave this guy up front didn't make didn't make a whole lot of sense easy tip for Hall not easy but you know then you know like five minutes later um Tavares scores this really weird goal which I this this should be Marner's goal first of all but they credited to Tavares, credited to Tavares for whatever reason. Um, I think it hit a skate or something in front. Yeah, Bergeron just knocks the net off, which like you know happens. But then the puck, you can't really see it. Uh, gets you know passed essentially into the uh, goal mouth by Marner. He totally could have rifled it, but I think he saw like Tavares just you know kind of in front of the net, and um. Yeah, so he didn't rifle it. He kind of passed it. It hits Tavares' skate. It like barely crosses the line. Counts as a goal, and it's one-one going into the second. Um, yeah, that goal was just a defensive breakdown. You just kind of knew it was going to happen too, because the tired legs out there. It was the first line out there, and they were just they had a long shift. So yeah, after that, it was kind of like a special teams battle where like there's a lot of penalties in the third period, a lot of penalties in the second period. Oh, and there's a. There was even um what's it there was a like a bench miner yeah I think it was um uh I'm retired oh I'm dumb yeah I don't want to get don't want to get seed um yeah uh I don't know bench miner um just a lot of special team stuff going on here uh Austin Matthews is good by the way that's one thing he proved here. Just kind of a shitty loss overall. But, like, you can't be taking penalties. I mean, I think the Bruins took five penalties against the Red Wings. Um, 
five five penalties like and they you know they capitalize on one of them and then again here we take what like let's see i think four penalties four penalties they capitalize on two of them so it's like you know it, you, eventually we have to be more disciplined we're taking a lot of penalties and it really showed austin matthews first goal was just you know got caught out just got uh, got away from it out front great play to kick it on net and then that way you can just roof it home um and then the second goal i believe was like a one-timer you know because he's a lefty it's kind of like how david posnock scores those one-timers on the opposite side and olmark didn't get there in time kind of wish olmark had that i don't think uh Money Puck had that as a really, you know, good chance of going in, but when it's Austin Matthews, sometimes it's just gonna, you know, be an absolute rip like that. So yeah, it was three one, and that was the Brad Marchand penalty that was like, what are you doing? Then you got yeah, high stick in, and it was almost like a cross check to the face. Uh, it was in the offensive zone too, which made me go like, come on, what are you doing here, Brad? Um, yeah. Anyways, so it was three one going to the third, then and then we give it a fourth, uh, second to Tavares, fourth goal. Um, their fifth goal was an empty netter, and Pasternak netted one. Marshall still got two assists in this game, so, you know, he's still producing. It doesn't matter how, you know, how amped up he is, how many penalties he's getting. He is still producing. He's had a great season t- so far. Um, yeah, and we're 10 games in now. Um, so, starting to get some good sample sizes here of, like, how it's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I'll talk about that more after I talk about the Senators game. But, overall, the Bruins lose 5-2 on Saturday night. I was really upset about it just because, you know, it's Toronto. I was excited to play them again and to just go on the road and kind of, you know, be out of it after the second period was kind of sad. But whatever. Um, We had our chances in the third period. Didn't capitalize on them. It didn't feel like we were ever going to really come back in that one, though. So moving on to Ottawa. This game, uh, I think our first period was pretty shitty. I was not able to watch this game. I was working, I've watched all the highlights though, um, and from what I saw from Connor Ryan's Twitter feed, shout out Connor Ryan, uh, we were not that good, and the 5v5 expected goals does tell a story, uh, only 1.25 for us to 1.5 for Ottawa, seems like we got a little outplayed uh, at 5v5 at least, good thing though, um, we scored another power play goal, which is what you need if you want to win games like this, um, yeah, against a really bad Ottawa team, could have been better at home, but, you know, Swayman, not too bad, had some good timely saves, uh, it seemed like that second goal that Ottawa scored wasn't that good, I didn't get a good view of it, I only got the NHL, whatever, the three clips that NHL put on their, uh, game highlights, but, uh, it seemed like it wasn't tipped, there was kind of a screen, but low angle shot, you kind of want to, you know, get your body on front of that, I guess, well, I'm not a goalie, though, so what are you gonna do? Um, one major thing that came from this game, um, shout out Petra McGuire, uh, on Twitter for the new name Bulk Nika. Yes. Oh, that's right. Uh, I should remind you guys that Jack Stadnika gained 15 pounds in the off season. So toss that one into your notes. I'm sure you haven't heard it before. Uh, Bulk Nika, uh, wasn't that good in this game. I don't think so. Didn't see him much in the highlights. Um, Connor Ryan wasn't very impressed. He got that offensive zone tripping call and it doesn't look like he's going to be playing a bottom six role for us because that winger, uh, that winger role is probably reserved for Nick Felino when he comes back and both Nika did not show enough, uh, to be, you know, slated up there full time. Um, 
On another note, Frederick did get hurt in this game. So, who knows? Sometimes Cassidy just loves throwing Mr. Bolknika into the uh, fourth line. But I don't, I don't think so. I think we'll call up uh, Chris Wagner, actually, um, which would be cool if uh, Frederick can make it to our next outing. Um, but, yeah, talk about some more of the goals. Um, Taylor Hall had a fucking terrible turnover to give up that first goal. Uh, that was awful. Um, but he ended up making up for it kind of with an assist on, um, Paul Coffey. I mean, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'll, uh, that is Derek Forbert, I was trying to say. Uh, yeah. See, guys, you got my little joke there. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm tired. Let me give you guys some ASMR coffee. Ah, I got some, that's some good shit right there. Um, yeah. So Derek Forbert scored a really nice goal coming down from the point and just, like not even roofing it just like went under the glove and you kind of get a shot point but it was almost like he was drifting in it's like is anyone gonna step up to him and he just shot at the perfect time it's good stuff um and Bergeron scored another goal Marshawn scored a fucking hilarious goal on the power play um Pasternak gets the point gets the puck in his uh sweet spot and he's kind of lining up a shot and he just rips it off the spoke spoke B of Marshawn who's standing next to the net just angles it in I was like like I, when I saw the replay of that goal, I was like, oh my gosh, Like that's the smartest. Like, first, Marshawn had that play where he would like put his skates together and they kind of pass it in, you know? And this time he just said, why don't I just do the do it with my whole body? And he just angled it straight in. It was it was crazy good play. Um, yeah, and it was a good goal, you know? So yeah, it was a gritty win. This game got really frisky. There was fights. There was roughing calls. It was... Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a nice game to win. Definitely didn't feel like we played our best, but, you know, it's good to get a win like that sometimes, especially off a loss. Um, yeah, wow, there was a lot of there was a lot of penalties in this one. There was, like, 13 penalties, it looks like. There was uh, Connor Clifton fought um, in his 100th game, fought uh, Alex Formaton, assuming that's French or some bullshit. You know, those Canadians, they love being, they love pretending to be French or whatever. Um, yeah, so that kind of wraps it up. Um, one little note I'll say is I think Lazar belongs in that fourth line role. I thought he, you know, he looked, you know, in the small clips that I saw of him, looks like he just like, he's a better fit with Nosek and Frederick or if Frederick's not back, you know, someone like Wagner, some where he can just, you know, he doesn't have to focus on, you know, this, you know, this North South game with someone like Jake DeBrusque and can rather, you know, focus on his checking game with like, you know, the likes of Thomas Nozick. So yeah, um, for me, that's all I got to say for that game. Uh, good win. Moving along. So what's the state of the Bruins right now? Well, uh, in those last three games, Bergeron had five goals and an assist. Marshawn had one goal and six assists. And McAvoy, McAvoy had a sneaky four assists for someone who keeps on getting a million penalties every game. But McAvoy, uh, McAvoy had... Let's see. He had two penalties in this game against the Senators, uh, which wasn't great. And then let's check out uh, Toronto. McAvoy, did he get a penalty in this one? No. But did he get a penalty in the game before that? I believe so. Uh, Charlie McAvoy. Oh, I guess not. I guess not. Maybe I'm, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm making shit up in my head. I feel like McAvoy's gotten a lot of uh, penalties this season. For someone who's going to win the Norris Trophy. Let's see. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm making stuff up in my head. Yeah. Um, Charlie McAvoy has been really good this season, though, if the stats don't show, which I'm happy to tell you guys that he got those four assists in the last three games. Um, you know, it definitely helps with him being on the power play, and now it's, like, being really productive. And, you know, part of that productivity is him. You look at, like, one of the goals against Ottawa. Uh, I think it was Bergeron's goal. It was on a 4-4 four and four where, like, McAvoy just had that great zone entry. You know, he's great at just maneuvering his way through the neutral zone. And I feel like I've touched on this before, but McAvoy has this way of stick handling and maybe not shooting right away, which, you know, sometimes can be a problem in the 5v5 game. But when it comes to being on, you know, a power play or even 4-on-4 four four where you can kind of set up like that, um, his, his ability to get into the zone and find the right pass is, you know, I think what makes him far and away. Uh one of the best offensive defensemen in the league. And, you know, you look at people like Adam Fox, and they have that same, you know, sort of way about them, where they can get the puck, whether it's in their, like, you know, their own zone on a power play with space, own zone, uh, 5v5 with space, and they can just, you know, those two blue lines, like, no one's touching them in between there. They're not dumping the puck. They're getting this in. They're getting, you know, establishing a presence in the zone, which is, I, I think, just what makes them so good. Um, yeah, so four assists, you can tell he's seen the ice well, and, uh, I think McAvoy, McAvoy, I, I know I've been saying it a lot, like, kind of, like, almost, like, as a joke, like, he's our Norris winner already, but he's gonna be up there, and, you know, with the points coming, you know, that's one of the main things that, uh, you know, they look for, it's just, is he producing stats, and last year, I think part of the reason why I didn't even get the Norris trophy is because he was, like, not on the main power play. He was, it was Grizzly who was on the main power play. So he wasn't getting those points. And so now that he's on that main power play, I think he's going to get those points, and I think he's going to make a real case for the Norris Trophy. I feel like I've touched on this every time I've done this fucking podcast. Just always just saying, yeah, McAvoy looks great. You know, pot, uh, <laughs> McAvoy looks great. Points are going to come. Um, but, yeah. All right, let's hop off, uh, let's hop off McAvoy. Um, let's look ahead. Let's look ahead a bit. Um, actually, no. Wait, hold on. Let's let's some notes from Mr. J Fresh. Uh, I know I touched on this last week, but uh, J Fresh does post these once a week. Uh, kind of state of the NHL sort of like graph, where it shows you like the average goals and goals against and stuff like that and analytics. And so, um, and expected goals for per sixty. In uh, 5v5, we're just about average, which is, like, down from where it was uh, about two weeks ago, I think. Or a week ago. Whenever I last spoke, 5v5, we're looking really good. Now that's dropped off significantly. You can tell because I just said we got 1.25 against Ottawa. We got, um, what was it, 2.08 against Detroit. A lot of it has come on the power play in the last three games. I think that's where you see the drop-off. And that's why I think, in some ways... 5v5 goals for expected per 60 might be kind of a skewed stat because if you're getting a lot of power plays, then you're not getting as much, you know, um, expected goals for per 60. And that's why I think take this with precaution because uh, we're also really low in average goals against per 60, which is good. But, like, once again, we're taking a lot of penalties. So that just might be one of the things for that. But overall, I think our defense is um, playing really well. Um, we, uh, average a very low amount of shots per game, uh, allowed shots allowed per game. And that, uh, Detroit Red Wings game was, you know, the culmination of all that. I think we still allowed a lot of shots against Toronto, but Toronto's high powered offense was on a four game winning streak. You know, they're really good. 
and um, we shut them down after they scored. <laughs> well, yeah, we did shut them down after they scored that fourth goal to take a three-goal lead against us, I guess. Yeah, what am I even saying about that? So, yeah, overall, um, I think the Bruins' defense is actually really good, and it just has breakdowns. And a lot of people on Twitter want to jump straight to the conclusion that the Bruins' defense isn't that good for some reason. It's, it's just not the case. Bruins' defense is actually pretty good compared to the rest of the league. It's just we have these breakdowns and we give up penalties. And, and you know, our penalty kill has not been great this year. I believe we are 19th in penalty kill with, like, uh, 80% or something rate. Uh, meanwhile, our power play is not too bad. People wanted to jump on the power play. Obviously, it was struggling. But, like, now, with all the power play goals we've scored in the last three games, we're up to 7th in the league. 25%. So, you know, not too bad. Not too shabby. Anywho, let's look ahead. We got the Oilers on Thursday, which should be fun. The Oilers are really good. They're like 9-2. and two. So, um, yeah. And the Bruins um, and the Oilers are two teams without uh, overtime loss. So, I think I'd, I think uh, if we're talking T's gambling corner, uh, I might toss a little money on uh, that game to go to overtime just because I feel like it's due. No, no, like, stats or anything to back that up. I'm just assuming, because neither team has an overtime loss, that one of them will. But, um, yeah. After that, we got the Devils. Uh, the Devils, they have not been that good this year. Um, you know, about as what you'd expect, though. I mean, they had that whole, uh, believe, um, no, actually, no, that was two years ago that they changed their coach. Actually, yeah, I don't know. Let's check them. Let's check in on the Devils. Actually, are they any good? I'm pretty sure they're not. Actually, they're not too bad. Six, three, and two, but they're six in their division because um, their division's really, really good. <sighs> Alrighty, and then after that, ba ba ba, we got the Canadians back at the TD Garden. Man, that is the first time the Bruins are playing the Canadians in a long, long time. Let's actually check it out. Uh, 2019, 2020. Bruins schedule. Yeah, and at home, and it's, uh, but it's after, the so the Devils are on Saturday. And, um, Saturday, I believe, like, during the day. Let's check it out. I think it's a 1 o'clock game. Yeah, it's at 1 o'clock on the Saturday. And then that Sunday night, we uh, play the Canadians at home at 7, which is kind of weird. But, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. And then after that, we don't play for a whole week for some reason. We don't play till the Saturday against the Flyers. And then we play again on the Sunday. It, it, the, the Bruins schedule has been one of the worst things that could have possibly happened to them. And I don't know how I didn't, like, I should have gone through the Bruins schedule before the season started to realize how shitty this was. This is just ridiculous. I mean, how, how are you going to give a team like four days off at a time, then come back, normal schedule, two, two, three, two, I believe, or no, two, two, three, and then, all right. So, uh, two, two, three, two is the days off, I think. So it was like, you know, we had a Thursday, Saturday, and then we had our three, um, or two, one. I don't even know. But, anyways. We had two days off, and then a Tuesday, and then a Thursday, and then a, and then we got a Saturday and a Sunday. Sometimes you get back-to-backs. Makes sense. Then six days off in November. 
is just beyond me. But uh, we'll see it. We, we hope the we hope the bees can you know stay focused through that. At least got some time to get some injury help. Um, also, it looks like Thursday Nick Felino is gonna be back, so that's good. Anyways, holy shit! It has been a long time since we played the Montreal Canadiens. Not since wow, February twelfth, twenty twenty. Yeesh, yeesh. Looks like it was played in Boston to a sold-out crowd of seventeen thousand eight hundred fifty. Wow, that is that is that is a long time. That is a long time ago. Anyways, that's the podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, don't subscribe. Don't follow me on Twitter. Beast Coast. Uh, at Beast Coast Twenty One. Um, and uh, yeah. Next week should be much better for me. I told you guys this might be a long one. Uh, I think I ran pretty long. I don't know. Um, God, I don't want to have to do real life stuff right now. Um, yeah, but I'll stop droning on. Um, and uh, I'll leave you with that. Oh, I forgot our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Dove Men Plus Care. Dove Men. Please don't stink in front of me. Throw some Dove Men on to you. Some dove men. Anyways, go bees. Peace.